kind of hard to stand up here and minister without getting distracted, right, with everything going on. So, uh, but did you all come to receive? Yes. Praise the Lord. I have a, something stirring in my heart today, and I think it's appropriate. I'm going to talk about heroes of faith. Amen. Thought that'd work. Amen. Yeah. Jasmine, uh, you are amazing. Our Miss Jasmine, she just did a phenomenal job with a lot of all of the artwork and stuff, uh, all the hours that she put into that. And Trudy did a lot, of, a lot of the signs that are out there. She put a lot of time into that. And I tell you, just I probably can't even begin to give thanks to everybody that was involved, how many people got involved. And uh, some that just were down here for hours on end uh, to get this done. And so uh, I just want to personally thank everybody that was a part of that. And for everybody that's going to be a part of this thing coming up this week. And so this is what makes it work. Um, last year, um, between the Rodeo Bible Camp and our VBS, in a two-week period, we saw over 100 kids come to Jesus. Amen. And uh, I'm believing for more than that this year. Amen. As she already announced, there's over 30 kids come to Jesus this week or this last week here at Rodeo Bible Camp. And this is what it's all about. You know, we take a lot of time and a lot of energy. And sometimes, man, you're in the middle of it, especially when you're, you're going and you're wondering, is this all going to come together? And you're wondering, you know, my goodness, is, you know, is it worth it? Yes, it is worth it. Amen. And so uh, I just want to, uh, you know, just uh, taking a moment to just thank everybody for going the extra mile, hallelujah, doing it with excellence, amen, and praise God. We want to be the best, amen. Not that we're in a competition with anybody else really in that sense, but, but uh, I want kids when they come here to know they came to the right place, praise God, amen. And really, everything that we do, we do this, praise God, that somehow or another being relevant uh, to, to where they're at, and at the same time, it, all it takes is just that little open door where you're able to reach into their heart, amen, and give them the gospel, praise God, win them to Jesus if they don't know Jesus already, amen, get them turned on to God, get them named right, because I guarantee if you can reach the kids, you can start reaching the households and families. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. So we give God praise for all the time, energy, and effort that everybody's put into this. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Let's go to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, please. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11. And we'll go to verse 1, because I think that's a good place to start. And again, we're going to talk about Hebrew, uh, we're going to talk about uh, heroes of faith. Praise God. Let's get my right thing. I bumped the wrong thing on my notes here. All right, there we go. Verse 1 of Hebrews 11, hallelujah, says this. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Uh, one translation, actually, when you kind of study it out of the Greek, it refers to faith as what gives substance to the things you expect, things that you believe for, amen, what you hope for, amen. Hallelujah. It's the evidence or the proof of things even not seen, amen. 
And it goes on to say here, it says, For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. In other words, it was the Word of God, the Word spoken by God that created everything. Amen? And so the word faith, the Greek word is pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, and it means to believe, to be persuaded of something, convicted of something, to have conviction, to be assured or assurance, confidence, reliance, or dependence, just some of the uh, synonyms of this word. And so when you kind of read through this chapter, what we see is a bunch of our elders or our uh, patriarchs of faith being mentioned in different things that they did and why they were uh, basically, in a sense, mentioned in the hall of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. For something they did with their faith, where they believed, they relied, they, were, they stood on their convictions, amen. They were dependent on God in something. And so uh, we just want to take some time and kind of go through uh, some of these uh, patriarchs of faith and just find out, maybe glean a little bit. And then we're going to come back, and I have something uh, really uh, this morning as I was meditating on this, I felt like I got kind of a little nugget on something, and we'll kind of bring that on in in the tail end of this thing. But real quick here, uh, put the Hebrews uh, 11 and verse, uh, is it 39, I believe it is, or 38, maybe 39, there it is. And again, it, it starts and it ends this chapter basically with this statement uh, that these having obtained a good testimony, let me say a good testimony. Hallelujah. These, everybody we're going to talk about today, they obtained a good testimony through faith. Uh, and they, uh, even though some of the things they stood for, they didn't see like what we're seeing now. Many of them uh, were just by faith understood that what we're walking in now, amen, was coming. Amen. Put uh, chapter 12 and verse 1. I'm just kind of saying it again. We'll go back here in the beginning of, of 11 here in a second. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares, and let us run with endurance the race set before us. Now, I just wanted to kind of really this beginning of this verse, and it just says that, uh, that we, you know, we're talking about this great cloud of witnesses. Amen. The ones that obtained a good testimony. Amen. Now, the word witnesses and the word testimony all came from the, they all come from the same uh, Greek word. It's where we get our word martyr. Uh, so it just means one willing to lay down their life for another, to give witness. It means literally one who provides evidence. Amen. So these patriarchs of faith that we're talking about, these ones that uh, were witnesses, these ones that provided a, a good testimony, amen, what the reason was is their life spoke. Their life spoke. And so uh, that's what we can glean from these men and women of God is their life spoke. And the reason their life spoke is because they were willing to believe God in the midst of some kind of obstacle, in the midst of some kind of pressure, or in the midst of some kind of uh, storm of life, whatever it is, or their, their uh, convictions, whatever. All of it comes down to this. They were willing to stand their ground, amen, and their life spoke. Their life showed it. Amen. They gave witness of it, praise God. They gave evidence of it. Amen. So with that said, let's go back here to verse, uh, verse 4, and let's take a look of chapter 11, verse 4. Talk about uh, the first one on the list here is Abel. 
So by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was, uh, that he was righteous, uh, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, uh, he being dead still speaks. All right. Now the main thing is, is Abel, one of the reasons he's mentioned is because he offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Now you remember how that old scenario went down in, in the book of Genesis and of course, in the end, Cain gets jealous and upset, and we have our first murder. And what it came down to, I mean, what the reason being was Abel offered up a more excellent sacrifice, and God made recognition of it. God acknowledged it. And so it didn't, you know, Cain didn't like that. So what does this mean about an, a more excellent sacrifice? I mean, how, what can we glean from that? This patriarch of faith, this, this, this hero of faith, uh, what can we glean from his life? Well, bottom line is the word excellent means more in quantity and quality. The word excellent refers to, uh, in this text, it refers to a, a major portion or a greater part or the best part. So what Abel did was willing to give the best. He gave his best. Are you hearing me today? So one of the reasons he's mentioned as a hero of faith is his willingness to give his all and to give his best. Are you still with me? You know, when we uh, you know, try to do uh, events like this, we try to give our best. We try to give our all. Amen. And it'll wear you out. Are you hearing me? And it'll, it takes a lot of extra hours. It takes a lot of extra people. And, uh, you know, it just to go the extra mile, uh, there's just no doubt about it. It just, it just takes quite a bit. But it is always worth it. Excellence uh, not only costs... Uh, you know, because it does up front. But excellence also pays. Amen. It pays in the end. Amen. And so this man was willing to give his all and to give his best. Look at your neighbor and say, let's give our all, praise God. Amen. Because if you're going to be a person of faith, if we're going to trust God and rely on God, then we're going to have to be willing, you know. It's okay to go the extra mile. Amen. God's got your back. I said, God got your back. Amen. Hallelujah. So we might as well go the extra mile, praise God. He didn't hold anything back. I mean, and I believe uh, because of this, he also, uh, we can see by Scripture that he gave with a right heart and out of a right attitude. Amen. Are you still with me? All right. So the first one, willing to give his all and his best. As a hero of faith, that's how he's acknowledged. Uh, verse 5 says, by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. Uh, for before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And then it goes on, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. So obviously he was walking by faith. For he who comes to God must believe that he is present. Amen. One accessible to touch and to commune with is what it refers to. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, Enoch walked with God. Enoch communed with God. Enoch fellowshiped with God. He carried on. Amen. The word walk actually in uh, the Hebrew means to commune with, to fellowship with, to carry on. Literally means to carry on small talk. He just walked with God and talked to God about everything and anything. And God communed and talked with him to the point pretty soon he said, you know what, why don't you just come on up here with me? Amen. And that's kind of how it went down. But he, you know, was recognized for his willingness to just have such 
a belief and a trust in God that he would just carry, you know, his willingness to just carry on conversation with God, amen, knowing he's a living God and a God who's present. Can I hear a big amen? When we're, when we're uh, you know, going through this, I want you to kind of keep in mind there ain't any of these things that we can't do. In fact, I'm going to give you the nugget now. All right? So, might as well. Go back up to verse 3. I don't know if you, uh, uh, you know, if you kind of go through Hebrews, you know, I, mine are all underlined, so it's real easy to see mine. But, uh, um, it, you know, by faith Abel, by faith Enoch, by faith Noah, by faith Abraham. And it goes, just lists all these patriarchs of faith. But you notice in verse 3, it says, by faith we. By faith we. So you're mentioned in the hall of faith. Well, what did we do? You had the gall to believe God at His word. We understand that the world, the ages, everything was framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Just your willingness to believe God and take God at His word lists you as men and women of faith, as heroes of faith. Look at your neighbor and say, way to go. See, we should have put your picture on the walls. That is my picture. That is, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, you are Wonder Woman. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. So as we're, as we're uh, reading through this, keep in mind, praise God, I mean, we're just, we're just supposed to take God at His word. Just believe and rely on Him and trust in Him. And everything that we're going to mention from each and every patriarch of faith that we talk about today, amen, these are all things that you and me can walk in and do every day, amen. And uh, just know you too can walk as a hero of faith, amen? amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, so let's get back down here. Let's go to verse 7 now. Okay, we talked about Abel, talked about Enoch. How about Noah? By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, Moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he con, uh, condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Okay, so here we have Noah. So what we're seeing here, it says here, in fact, let's see, did I, no, I don't, I thought maybe I might have had the amplified on that one, but let's, uh, it says that he was moved, oh, wait, 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 back up, verse 7, beginning, being divinely warned. So God said something, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, he moved with godly fear, godly reverence, and did what God wanted, started preparing the ark, right? Yeah. Now the word moved there is a word that means he was motivated, he stayed motivated. Now Noah, the reason he's a, a, a hero of faith, he was willing to stay motivated for the unseen things, even though... Listen, do you know, now, I don't know if we have exact years, but we do know this. It took over 100 years for him to build the ark. 100. 
Now that's, uh, you know, getting out there swinging. You know, we thought, you know, a week or so doing this, you know. Whew. Okay, he's building an ark and working on it for 100 years. And, uh, you know, no clouds, no rain. Yeah, and most scholars that, that, that you know, have, you know, they believe that really at that particular time that oh, heavens had never really opened up yet and poured out from the top. It was always just kind of a, kind of this mist that kept the earth kind of like a, what do you call it, one of those greenhouse effects, you know, kind of a thing. And uh, so, you know, whether or not, you know, I, you know, I just know this, you know, something really was different when the heavens did open up and pour out rain. And obviously when it did it for, you know, 40 days and 40 nights and, now, this man didn't see any of that for over 100 years, and yet still every day went out there and worked on this ark. He stayed motivated. Sometimes just in our walk in God, just, you know, even though maybe certain things you're believing for or pressing in for, amen, and maybe you're not seeing the results yet, you just stay motivated, keep moving forward in God. Amen. Walk by faith. I said walk by faith. Amen. There's still things we're believing for, amen. Everything we're doing for this, this and we did for rodeo, by, every bit of that, we by faith, we're doing on this. Why? Because by faith, man, these kids are coming to Jesus. By faith, we're going to make a difference in their household. By faith, praise God, amen. So we stay motivated and we keep on keeping on. Why? Because by faith, these kids, hallelujah, are coming to Jesus, amen. Come on, give God praise, somebody. Amen. So he, he was one that was willing to stay motivated, even for the unseen things, praise God. Uh, let's, let's, uh, how about the next one here? Let's go to verse 8. By faith, Abraham. All right. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out uh, to the place uh, which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing, here we go, not knowing where he was going. So in other words, he was called out by God, leave this place, leave your family, uh, you know, and go from here to there. And guess what? He did it. Not knowing. See, that's why he was mentioned, because he was willing to do it. Amen. His thing, at least in this verse, we're seeing Abraham's willingness to be a doer and to follow God. Amen. Romans 4 talks about Abraham, the steps of Abraham, the things, the steps that he took. Amen. As the father of our faith. And this is one of those steps. God said, I want you to leave here, and I want you to go there. Amen. And so, okay, he left here, and he went there. Amen. Now, Abraham, of course, didn't do everything uh, perfect, but pretty, you know, here he did, pretty little by little, he, it came along. Amen. And I guarantee you, praise God, that boy got with it and got her done. Amen. His willingness to be a doer, and to follow God. We can do the same thing. Amen. Sometimes it's just little steps. Sometimes God just says, this would be a good time to go from here to there, a good time to uh, stop talking. I always throw that one in there because that's the one that usually hangs most people up. Come on. Well, you know, sometimes we think when God's, you know, leading, we, we think if, if I go to God and He's going to give me direction, he, sure as I know anything, He's going to ask me to go to Timbuktu. So, you know, if I go talk to him, he's going to send me to Africa, you know, and I really don't want to go to Africa. He might just talk to you about, hey, how about just walk in love with your spouse? How about just, uh, you know, how about just forgive? How about just, uh, how about just uh, pray for so-and-so? 
How about, you know, just be faithful to honor, uh, honor him with, with your substance? How about just, uh, how about, you know, how about just, uh, you know, uh, not say anything in the midst of that conversation? These are just little things. They're just steps. Everybody say steps. See, you can be a hero of faith just by being quiet. You can be a hero of faith by, you know, because God doesn't always want you quiet, so I better clarify that. Amen. Sometimes God actually wants you to open your mouth and, and share your faith with somebody or encourage somebody or uh, pray for somebody. Amen. So just, just walking with God in those kind of steps, being willing, sometimes even come out of your comfort zone a little bit. Amen. Hallelujah. See, he was mentioned as a hero of faith because he was willing, amen, to leave everything behind and follow God. I think that's good news. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, let's keep following God. Amen. Let's skip down here to like verse 11. Let's look at Sarah, his wife. It says, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age, uh, past the age of childbearing, obviously, because she judged him, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Now, it says here, uh, she received strength to conceive seed. Why? Because she judged him faithful who had promised. Now, if you remember, uh, you know, Sarah struggled a little bit. She didn't quite get it right away. Come on, somebody. She thought this old man she was married to uh, was, you know, out in the sun too long. Right? I thought this boy, you know, he just doesn't know what he's talking about. He goes out there and he comes back talking to me about talking to God about stuff. And then it's like, whatever, right? And it took her a little while to get it. But when she got it, amen, she made it right. So I, I, I put her down as one of our heroes of faith uh, because of her willingness to comply and change. Because that's what she did. When she realized, hey, my husband isn't all wet. He actually knows what he's talking about in this thing. I mean, God really does want to do this and do this through me. And when she figured it out, guess what? She hooked up, got on board, and she's mentioned in Hebrews 11 as a hero of faith. Hallelujah. Wonder Woman right there, baby. Amen. Well, she ought to be called that, having a baby at about 100 years old. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Huh? Right? Well, and then out of, you know, out of her womb, then, I mean, a whole nation. So, amen. So I believe, praise God, just her willingness, amen, to comply and change. And I think about in our own life, you know, one of those things uh, is, that's for you and me. I mean, there's certain areas of our life. We, we haven't arrived. We haven't got all the answers. We haven't done everything perfect or done everything right. But as we move forward in God and we recognize, you know, I need to step my game up in that area a little bit. I mean, to make an adjustment here or change this. Or maybe I need to let go of that or whatever. But your willingness to comply, your willingness to change, your willingness to grow, your willingness to make adjustments in your life, amen, makes you a hero of faith. Amen. Can I hear a big amen? Huh? That's just the facts. Amen. I think about, you know, just the things of, you know, you know again, we're, we're on this, but because it's just hard not to look out at you all and see these colorful balls and pictures, and so it just makes me, brings me right back to it. Amen. But, um, you know, 
Some of you might say, well, you know, why do you got Batman and Captain America and Iron Man and, you know, and Superman and all these guys up on the walls? I mean, well, our willingness to comply and change and adjust, amen, to become all things to all men. Now, I'm not leaving Superman and Batman hanging on the walls, although they are pretty cool. But this week, it's going to speak. And maybe, uh, you know, maybe it's earthly figures or worldly figures, however you want to do it. Oh, of course, you know, uh, you know, how you want to word it. But it's what speaks. And sometimes, you know, making an adjustment, say, you know what, it may not be my thing, but it's their thing. And if it's what changes them, what helped them, what opened the door to their heart, amen, then it's worth it, amen. And, uh, you know, they maybe, uh, you know, I look across, the, uh, across the, uh, the world and I see works of God going on all over this planet. And they don't all do it like I do it. Hallelujah. Right? They don't all say it like I'd say it. Hallelujah. Because it's all about doing and following God, praise God, and doing it the way God's telling them to do it and showing them to do it. And why? Because it reaches a group of people that maybe you or me could never reach. So I just wanted to throw that out there. All of that's about complying and change. Just being willing to say whatever it takes to reach kids, we're willing to do it, praise God. Last week talked some about the, you know, you know, rodeo Bible camp, man. These guys, they get on these bucking cows and, and horses, and I'm thinking, no thanks. You can do it. And I'm glad there are people out of our congregation that are willing to do it, connect and be a part of it, praise God, and their willingness to do what it takes to reach that group of kids, praise God, that maybe I would never be able to reach, amen, from behind this pulpit. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. amen. So I just thought I'd throw that out there, praise God. Amen. So Sarah had a willingness to comply and to change. How about, let's go, let's skip down to verse, uh, for sake of time, verse 17. It mentions Abraham again, but I thought it was worthy of looking at this part. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, his, own, his, only, his only son, right? Or not, I shouldn't say his only son, but the promised son. There we go. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called. And concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. So the point being is that he was willing to offer up his son, which by the way, because of a covenant, his willingness to offer up his son opened up the door for God's willingness to offer up his son. All covenant deal, but we'll leave that alone. So let's go back up here to verse 17 again. Hallelujah. He was willing to offer up Amen. Something that was dear and precious to him. Now, by faith, he did this because he firmly believed his son was going. He he was ready to do it. He firmly believed he was going to see his son raised from the dead. Actually, raised from the ashes. They brought up, amen, if you recall the story, you know, uh, God says you're going to offer up your son, and he told him the location at the Mount of God, and so it was a three-day journey. The next morning, first thing, bright and early, he gets up, takes his son and a few servants, and they say, loaded up, and they headed out. Three-day journey. 
three days to think about this, what he's about to do. And nobody else in the group knew. And I'm sure he didn't tell his wife. I'm just saying. Just saying. So his willingness to offer what was dear and precious. He's mentioned for it, right? Well, he probably should have been. Okay, now they get to the location. They start loading up. He said, me and the boy are going up. We'll be back. He said, we'll be back. We're going up and we'll be back. He loads up his son. Here, put your arms out. Loads up all the, the wood for the, for the burnt offering. So his son's even a pack horse for his own. Anyway, just saying. Get your own picture, but I'm just saying. Okay, so he says, well, Dad, where's the, where's the offering? He says, the Lord will provide, son. So at this point, the boy don't know. Just saying. They go up to the top. They set it all up. And then Dad starts tying up his son. Now, he's, he's not a little kid. By this time, I think most grieve he's, he's a teenager. Now, most teenagers wouldn't say, Dad, you ain't tying me up. Ain't happening. I'm faster than you. Right? And I, I'm just saying. So what, I don't know the whole conversation that happened when we went up there, but all I know is Isaac also is mentioned as a hero of faith. And I believe right here is where a lot of it started. His willingness, he believed his dad. He tied up his son. The word says he laid his son on the altar. His boy knows what's going down now. Everybody there, which is just the two of them, they know what's about to happen. Takes up the knife. He's getting ready to do it because he, according to this, he firmly believed he was going to offer up his son and his son was going to be raised from the dead. Why? Because he was the promised child. God knew it's through this child that we're going to have a nation. So in order for that to happen, he has to be raised from the dead. Faith. That's extreme faith. But it's faith. So his willingness uh, to offer up the thing that's most precious to him. And I felt like Isaac needs to be right here mentioned a little bit too on that. His willingness to follow dad and trust him. And so we all know the stories. Don't leave it all hanging. Most of you, you know, know the story. As soon as he was ready to take the life of his son... Amen. The angel of the Lord said, stop. We know, we know your willingness. And so as a result, they looked over here, and here's a ram caught in the thicket. Where did that come from? Amen. I'm just saying, and he's mentioned for it. Amen. The next verse, let's go down to verses 20, I believe it is. It says, by faith, Isaac, then, this is later on in years now, Isaac blessed Jacob, now which was his, one of his boys, Jacob and Esau, his other son, 
Amen. Concerning things to come. Everybody say concerning things to come. Now, so here he's mentioned as a man or a hero of faith in this text. And what it's referring to here is his willingness to see beyond the moment. Now, I believe that's exactly what happened even on the altar. Even himself, he's believing this, seeing beyond the moment, I'm going to lay down my life. And I'm going to be raised back up again. We're seeing here, he blesses the boys, and it says, concerning things to come. By faith, believing, amen, and really just trusting that the future is in God's hands concerning his boys. So what we learn from Isaac, all right, his willingness to offer up to God I mean, or his, or probably his willingness to lay down his life and to see beyond the present. Now, how can we learn from that? How about let your kids, how about trust God concerning your kids? How about trust God concerning your marriage? How about trust God concerning your future? How about trust God concerning uh, maybe your, your financial uh, uh, you know, future, however you want to word that. Amen. So the point being is, by faith, we're going to believe God beyond the present. Amen. So I just think it's worthy of, you know, it's mentioned in Hebrews 11. I don't think there's anything in here that uh, doesn't have purpose. Amen. So if that's why uh, uh, Isaac's mentioned, well, then I think we ought to glean from it. I think I put, uh, I, didn't, I don't think I gave it to you back there, Micah, but I think on this one, um, the Amplified says it this way, that with eyes of faith, Isaac, looking far into the future, invoked blessing upon his boys. See, looking into the future. So just by trusting God with your children, makes you a hero of faith. Just by trusting God with your future in finance, business, whatever, is making you a hero of faith. Just trusting God with your tomorrows, regardless of how your todays look, is making you a hero of faith. Amen? Amen. Verse 21, by faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of, his, uh, each of the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning uh, on the, uh, the top of his staff. Now, what Jacob, you know, with his life, uh, he looked past himself. And uh, Jacob had kind of a wild ride. And, uh, uh, but he was willing to look past himself. Amen. I think about how many things in our own life you know, we, you know, well, I have a life too, you know. Well, of course God knows that. God knows that better than you do. In fact, if you'd let Him, He'll give you the best life you could ever dream possible if you let Him. But you're going to have to see past yourself. I said you're going to have to see, you know, see past yourself. You're going to have to believe God, amen, and see past yourself, Amen. I think uh, that we see the key here with, with Jacob is he understood 
uh, the power of influence. And if you, you know, the whole story, you got to kind of go back and see the whole thing with Joseph and everything and how it all come about. But, uh, but the bottom line is, um, you know, Jacob, uh, you know, had, you know, after he's now connected back with Joseph, amen, and now meets his sons, you know, that's what the whole thing is like. He just understood that before I go, I'm going to impart something into these two kids, amen, something Hallelujah is going to happen on behalf of these two kids. Amen. And there was just something about it. He understood the power of the blessing. Amen. Which most of these men that we're mentioning here uh, in this group, you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, they understood the blessing. And so the empowerment of blessing somebody. So I think about you and me. Everything that we do, if we understood that we're called to influence, we're called to make a difference. We're called to empower others. We're called, amen, as a carrier of the blessing. Are you hearing me? Yeah. And in order for that to really happen like it should, you have to look past yourself. When I look out for the life of another, I'm sowing a seed. And I know that God has somebody else looking out for my life. But you have to look past yourself. And when we're all concerned about our own lives, I think we mess up the process. God has got your back. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. God has got your back. And I believe that's one of the lessons we can learn from Jacob, at least the, the, the point that was brought out here in, a, in Hebrews 11. Let's look at another one, praise God. All right, Joseph himself, okay, verse 22. Joseph, uh, when he was dying, made mention. You think, of all the things he could have mentioned about Joseph in Hebrews 11, this is what he makes mention of. He was dying, or when he was dying, made mention of the departure or the exodus, all right, of the children of Israel. So in other words, he saw ahead, he got a word from God about what was ahead. Now, we remember Joseph had a dream. And he had about a 13-year roller coaster ride because of that dream. But the boy hung on to the dream. Obviously had a word of God concerning the exodus when the children... I mean, some, we're talking about this is where it all started. They all come into Egypt, and they're in Egypt for over... Actually, it's 430 years before they had the exodus. Joseph already knew about it. So God gave him a word, somewhere along the line in there, gave him a word, gave him a promise. And so he stood on that promise. He's mentioned for his faith, for standing on the promise that his bones were not going to be left in Egypt. You think, wow. I mean, of all that he did with, you know, the betrayal and the prison and the things with Pharaoh and... and we're going to talk about his faith concerning believing that his bones were going to end up in the, where they belong, in the promised land, amen, and not left in Egypt. So what would you learn from, uh, from, uh, from our brother Joseph here? His willingness to hang on to the promises. His willingness to hang on to his dream. That's a key thing that we find in Joseph's life. And so think about what God's talked to you about. What's God shown you? 
What kind of things have been deposited in you? Some of you have let go of them because you haven't seen some things come to pass yet. It's time to dust those things off. It's time to believe God. It's time, praise God, to trust, hallelujah, the Word of God, to trust in the promises that He gave you, to trust in that dream or that, that thing that He showed you concerning your future. Amen. It is time to grab hold of it, amen, and to be a hero of faith, praise God, and just believe God for a manifestation concerning those promises. Give God praise. Come on. Are you still with me? Hallelujah. Got to dodge these balls, man. All right. Praise God. So how about Moses? We got to at least talk about Moses. Okay, so verse 23. Still with me? By faith, Moses, when he was born... Uh, this is probably more about his parents right here. But when he was born, he was hidden three months by his parents because they saw uh, that he was a beautiful child and he must have been a good-looking kid. <laughs> anyway, and they were not afraid of the king's command. Remember, all they were all supposed to be killed, and they hid him out so he wasn't going to be killed. And then, of course, ended up with the Pharaoh's daughter. Okay, verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he uh, became of age, here we go, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction, or that literally means persecution, uh, with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches uh, than the treasure in Egypt. And for he took, or pardon me, he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover, a whole bunch of things. By faith he kept the Passover. And the sprinkling of blood, uh, which uh, he who destroyed, lest, pardon me, lest. You notice the print's getting so bad anymore? <laughs> lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. So, quite a bit mentioned there in, in uh, Moses, but... What do you find about Moses? Well, the whole thing about Moses, Moses' willingness to let go of the lower life to grab the higher life. Willingness to let go of this and let go of that to grab hold of this. And I think that's key. I think about any time, you know, sometimes we, we go along in life and, and you know, and we kind of get this witness and, and we need to just move this area of our life forward. And so sometimes it's a matter of letting go of this and letting go of that and grabbing hold of, of the higher thing, praise God. Um, anytime you do that, you're a hero of faith. And this could be a, a wide open deal. We could probably spend a whole sermon just on this one alone. But um, I just think about, you know, just your willingness just to say, you know what, I'm just, I choose God. I choose God. And, and what we see in Moses' life was his willingness to just choose God. Amen. He had a couple moments in there where, you know, he maybe had a little warfare going on himself, but it just his willingness to just, let's just do the God thing, all right? Let's just do the God thing. And any time a child of God makes that quality choice to just choose God. Right. See, in choices, um, the best way I can say it, because you see it in this text, to choose, you have to refuse. To go higher, you got to let go of something lower. Because that's how it works. And so your willingness just to do that. Say, you know what? I'm letting go of that to grab this. Your willingness to do that just automatically makes you a hero of faith. 
Because it does take faith to do that. And usually it is going to pull you out of your comfort zone. Are you still with me? Amen. And sometimes, you know, we look at somebody's life and they, why would they do that? I'd never do that. Well, and you keep moving forward in God, you might be amazed at what you start doing. Amen? There's a lot of things I was, I'm so glad I let go of to grab hold of some higher things. Are you still with me? Amen. Praise God. I, I, um, you know, you go on here and you see uh, uh, Joshua mentioned. Uh, Joshua, really, it comes down to his willingness just to submit to God in, in simple instructions. At, uh, in verse 30, there talks about the walls of Jericho coming down. And it just says, you know, on the seventh day, you know, uh, you know, they circled him seven days. And the whole instruction that he got and what he's mentioned is, is how he followed God. He just did what God said and the walls came down. Amen. We see Rahab was mentioned and it was her willingness to, to risk her own life. I, I'm kind of speeding up things. You notice that uh, her willingness to risk her own life to save the spies. Amen. And as a result of it, her life was spared. Are you still with me? Daniel, uh, his, his willingness to, uh, to, uh, uh, to stand on his convictions, regardless of, of his life being uh, taken. David, his willingness to take down the giant and not run, even though everybody else was. I just, you know, you think of our patriarchs of faith and all the little lessons that you can learn from their life. And I think... These are just things that we have to deal with every day. You got giants in your life, and, and just your willingness to stand up and not cave every time the pressure's on makes you a hero of faith. Your willingness to stand on your convictions about things, amen, and not cower because the pressure's on or somebody says they don't like it. Or because a whole nation maybe is trying to head in another direction. Amen. That doesn't mean we as children of God go ahead and, and compromise and roll with it. We stand our ground in who we are. I'd rather be a hero of faith. Anybody else with me on that? I'd rather be a hero of faith, praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, you hero of faith, you. Hallelujah. Did you get something today? Come on, give God praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Why don't you all stand up? Praise God. I'm sure, you know, we could have mentioned another, you know, dozen others there in that, but uh, I think that kind of gives us enough to chew on. God is so good. Hallelujah. I choose to walk by faith. To live by faith and not by sight. Amen. To not be moved by every little wind and every little wave that comes and every little bit of pressure that comes. I choose Jesus. Anybody else with me on that? Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, I give you praise, glory, and honor once again. So thankful for this congregation and their willingness just to have ears to hear and hearts to receive it. And Father, I thank you once again for their willingness to just honor you with their time, energies, efforts, their substance, and everything else that makes it work. So again, I speak the blessing of God on each and every one of them. Blessed when they come in and when they go out. Blessed in the city, in the country, in their homes, in their fields. Blessed at everything they touch. Hallelujah. They're the head and not the tail and above only and not beneath. No weapon formed against them will prosper. Hallelujah. 
And I thank you and praise you. Hallelujah. They walk as the light, as the salt, as the difference maker everywhere they go, as heroes of faith. And for that, I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.